the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingle-ling-a-ling, tingle-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing the bell. Welcome, everybody, to another weekly episode of What a Beautiful Podcast, episode 81. And before you ask yourselves, yes, we are always weekly. I just couldn't think of an adjective. Yeah? Did you, yeah, just, I, did you just forget English for a second? Look, man, I, I didn't take... I'm not an English major. I don't know all of the words. I only know some of them. <laughs> I think, like, if I had to pull, like, a top 500 English words that everybody knows, weekly is definitely one of them. Oh, yeah. I just couldn't think of another word besides weekly. It's like, uh, good? Bad? Uh, <laughs> help. Uh, anyway, welcome English. back to What a Beautiful Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. That's Jack. I'm Andy. And uh, as always. Before- as always. And before we get into anything, I'm a little sick right now, so if I sound weird or, or oh, I no. cough a bunch, yeah, I'm a little sick. I've been sick for a bunch of days now. I've been, like, slowly getting over it. So if I'm doing, like, Jorno's voice or something, I'm probably going to have to stop and cough a couple times. Sorry about it. Oh, no. You can't You, you can't not. Oh, no. What will the what? fans think? What? If I cough? <laughs> yeah. They'll break the immersion. <laughs> This high production spectacle that we're doing here, I might, I might damage it a little bit. Yeah, um, we're not going to impugn your your vision of our show that much, but we manage. Here's the we thing: manage. I get sick once a year, and it's always the same thing, and it's happening to me right now. I don't know what else to do about it. So here we are. <laughs> here we are, and here's where we will stay. And last week we left off on a cliffhanger. As Giorno's hand turned into, like, melty pizza goop, which... He infected his own hand with the purple haze virus, which, you know, seems like a dumb idea. Seems like a really stupid idea. Seems like the platinum stupid idea. But this is Giorno Giovanna, the man who turned his tooth into a jellyfish so he can drink a Baccio's pee. Uh, so who the fuck knows what he's what he's got up his sleeve? Nothing is off the table when it comes to Giorno <laughs> from here on out. So we're jumping right back in at Man of the Mirror, Man in the Mirror, and Purple Haze Part Six. And first things first, we have a great uh, bio page for Purple Haze. Mm. Stand name: Purple Haze. Host: Panicata Furgo. Destructive Force: A. Speed: B. Range: C. Permanence E, Precision E, Growth B? Ability. Several capsules mounted on both of its fists release a killer virus, all caps, when broken. Any organism infected by the virus will be melted into sludge and die within 30 seconds. Although the virus is denatured by sunlight, it can also multiply. Might as well just say, this shit is wrecked, son. This is out of control. (laughs) I love, but, like, all of Purple Haze's, like, little, like, embellishments. Like, he's got a cool hat. I didn't notice His hat that. is good. He, his shirt, I guess we'll call it, is sewn onto him. And it's gross. <laughs> yeah. That's the great thing about stands is you're never really too sure what's flesh and what's metal and what's fabric. It's yeah, all kind some of, of one. Neat, 
some of its clothes. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's one giant conglomerate. You never really know what you're going to get. But anyway, so the beginning of this chapter, we're going to see who is this uh, handsome young man <laughs> with. Uh, fucking God damn. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> this man. young man with uh, the gray hair far at a far too young of an age to have gray hair. Oh lord, uh, I'll do. You gonna expose? Yeah, yeah, I'll expose. You want to do like the uh, the peanut gallery when they come up? Yeah, sure. All right. <clears throat> when Leona Abaccio graduated from high school, he became a policeman. This was out of pure sense of justice and a sincere desire to protect the people. Moments after becoming the policeman he had always wanted to be, Abaccio began to notice a dissonance in his job. Even though policemen were meant to protect the people with their lives, the very people he was supposed to serve would steal when the police looked away, drive away after striking pedestrians with their vehicles, and throw rocks through the windows of police cars. The masses that he had meant to protect were also wily predators, who had to be handled with vigilance. These thankless men would berate the police at every turn to demand to know just what on earth they are doing. Even if the officers risked their lives to arrest the city's foulest villains, they would be released on ba bail via laws created for citizenry as long as they could garner the money. Ultimately, Abaccio became steeped in this dissonance. Hey, could you let this one slide, officer? The girl's father is in some debt, see? She needs the money. That's why she gotta stand outside of the streets at night. She ain't not hurting anyone. Uh, <laughs> this gross man in front of this pr prostitute... Uh, nudging some money into Abaccio's hand. Hmm. Hmm. I, I guess I'll do... Should I do Abaccio's inner monologue? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is... Why is it wrong? Why is it wrong to take money from these scumbags? The city solves all of its problems peacefully. Even if I arrest him, he'll just pay back his bail and walk away. The only difference is whether the money goes to me or goes to the court and lawyers. This doesn't change the fact that I will continue to guard this city with my life. Nudge, nudge. Abaccio takes the money. <laughs> You're a good man, boss. You make a fine officer. <clears throat> One night, they received reports that a robber had broken into an old man's house when Abaccio, oh, Abaccio and his partner raced onto the scene. Abaccio, you get back! When Abaccio entered through the back door, he found the culprit attempting to exit through a window. Don't move. You're under arrest. It was the pimp, as it turned out. <laughs> it dealt... was the pimp, as it, was it turns the pimp. out. <laughs> That's so good. And this guy's face right here, just like, yeah. eyes wide open, like, huh? who, me? As it turned out, he dealt in robberies in addition to prostitution. The pimp spoke. Hey, hey, it's you again. I, I guess I kind of screwed this one up, huh? Hey, can we just pretend you didn't see anything? Just let me off. Bringing me in won't do any good. Not happening. You're under arrest. Hey, just think about it. If you arrest me, they'll find out that you took bribes from me. Now you can put that gun down. You're scaring me, man. <gasps> Bacio is surprised as the pimp pulls a gun out from his back waistband. What are you doing, Bacio? He's got a gun. Bro. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, this is bad. So, Abaccio's partner, in an attempt to defend uh, Abaccio, comes charging in with a gun and gets shot in, right in the chest instead of Abaccio uh, and shoots 
in uh, in the shock, pulls the trigger on this pimp, and both are bleeding out on the ground. God damn, Abaccio is a fucking asshole. Abaccio we've alluded to up. this before, but Abaccio is Abaccio is easily the most fucked up of all of these guys. Easily. Yeah, he <laughs> was not a good person. He thought he could do good. He is his sis. His sense of justice kind of got twisted along the way, let's say. <clears throat> Abaccio's future ended right there. Not only was he punished as a corrupt officer, the fact that his actions caused the death of his partner became a cross on his back that he could never remove, and both his body and his mind fell into the darkness. He had lost his reason to live, along with all sensation within him. Even if people were to die around him, even if he were to lose his own arms and legs, he would no longer feel a thing. That is how he is now. There is only one time when he can achieve inner peace, when he is following orders from a grand and absolute entity. A soldier does not need to think. Obtain the key and protect the boss's daughter. Carrying out that order was what truly matters. But that kid... That fucking kid! Rather than bringing the key back and escaping from him, he took the risk of saving me and Fugo, and now he's infected by Purple Haze's virus. He's as good as dead. And then, God. Should, should I do the voice for him? Because you got, you got uh, Giorno in about you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <clears throat> God fucking damn it! We're taking the infection here with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, remember Fugo's here too? Oh yeah, Fugo's here. <laughs> yeah, Fugo hasn't done. He's much. not looking so great. <laughs> no, his eye is swollen shut. He's bleeding a bunch, crawling over to the broken uh, mirror from before. <clears throat> he pierced the mirror. Purple. He pierced the mirror. Purple haze brought back together like a puzzle. Was Giorno trying to figure something out? When the enemy went to attack Amachio, he took some of the shards with him. Those shards are missing. Giorno must have noticed that. And guessed the enemy's ability from those missing shards. Jorno even allowed the virus to infect him and let the enemy pull him into the mirror. Because there's no other way to beat him in the mirror world. Smash cut to mirror world. Uh, God, I already forget quilt, quilted northern man's name. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> uh, anyway, his hand starts to bubble because now he's infected. Bubble, bubble, bubble. Ugh, fuck! I'm infected too! Yes, you seem to have the same symptoms that I have. In around 30 seconds, Purple Haze's virus will multiply and propagate through your entire body. But when you're finished, you were a dead man the moment you pulled me in here. Although, I'm certain that I'll be the one to die first since I got infected before you did. God damn it, I can't fucking believe this shit Ugh. but you better not think you've beaten me just yet as long as I'm in the world of man in the mirror I still have hope even though I'm just as prepared for death as you are I still have hope Smat, focus real close on this fragment of the mirror under quilted man man in the mirror permit only me to go outside Shloop. Uh, as he's getting slorped through the mirror. <laughs> uh, but don't permit the virus. <laughs> don't allow the infected part to go outside. And it's gross again. It's it's real bad. I, I, 
I just don't even have a comment for this, what's happening so, right here. Yeah, so um, his hand is being vivisected, so only the non-infected parts of it, his arm and hand, are being allowed through the mirror, leaving the rest of his meat behind in the mirror world. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, that's what happened. Oh, Fugo. This is bad. The part with the virus is being cut off. If he makes it outside, the virus will be separated from his body. While a bu- uh, oh yeah, Aluso, that's his name. Aluso, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a stupid name. <laughs> While Abaccio cut off his own hand for the key, I, Aluso, can do this too. This is nothing to me. Nothing at all. He's getting away. Stop him, Giorno. Splat. <laughs> As Aluso makes his way through the mirror and his infected meat just falls to the ground with a kerplunk. Oh. He, he got out of the mirror. He escaped, and you, Giorno, even though you sacrificed yourself and came in here. Sizzle, sizzle, sizzle. His hands look, his hands look not good, not, no, not good. No, his hand has had better days. <laughs> Did he escape outside of the mirror? I suspected he would do so, but this is better for us. He is already detained for the defeat regardless. His exit gives me a much better chance of survival. Fugo, if he's gone outside, that means Purple Haze can haunt him down. Finish him off. Uh, I can't, Giorno. We failed the mission. The key is as good as his. Just try picking up that key or even the mirror. You can't, can you? He's the only one who can move objects inside the mirror. If we can't move the mirror, then we can't see the outside world. There's no way for us to tell where he is right now. We have no means of attacking him. Shoof. As we see a stone come in from off the panel, just like, like, you know sailing stones? You know what, the, you know what those are? Yes. Okay, this is a fucking sailing stone, just like, moseying on into the story, just like, shoof, shoof, shoof. But we can tell where he is. Outside, my gold experience has transformed this brick into a snake, and that's why it's moving. <laughs> ah, gold experience rules. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> Snakes can sense human body heat and can use that ability to locate them. Sure, why not? Gold experience rules. Everything he does is is whatever. Yeah, he just makes whatever. it up as he goes. Aluso <laughs> uh, out in the real world. Ugh, that was a really close call. Man, you got to kiss my ass. <laughs> I lived. My resolve pulled me through. This is nothing. Shoof, shoof, shoof. Combined with a slither because this brick is turning back into a snake. And gold experience just chilling, and then boom! Purple haze is fucking terrifying. <laughs> what? I even gave up my arm and managed to escape outside. How? Gotcha. Oh man, purple haze is so crazy looking. I love it. Yeah, he's amazing. All right, moving over to chapter 485. Mm-hmm. Man in the Mirror and Purple Haze, part seven. AKA the part where Purple Haze fucking ruins this guy's existence. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Uh, Stop! Don't do this to me! He's gonna hit me with that virus capsule. If he breaks another one of the capsules on its fist, all my hard work and sacrifices, my lost arm, it'll all be in vain! Uh, Ah! A small mirror fragment just where Eluso needs it to be. Convenient. Get him, Purple Haze! Oh, this this is a really cool panel I completely forgot about. Look at this. Yeah, the dude. Purple Haze's, like, madness face with his weird beak, and then the giant fist coming to ruin Aluso's entire life. Oh, man. It, it's, it's funny, because, like, the actual, like, image we're looking at is really cool, but the mm-hmm. perspective of that punch makes no sense. Oh, of course <laughs> not. But sometimes you have to ignore anatomy to, like, just go for what's cool and, like, effective yeah. emotionally. Mm-hmm. I agree. Lady Luck hasn't abandoned me just yet. There's still a piece of mirror on this wall. If I can stop this punch, even for a second, if my man in the mirror can block it just this once... Then, I can grab his fist and jam it into the mirror. Man in the mirror, give me every last drop of strength you got. Oh, God. (laughs) I hate when Man in the Mirror's mouth is open like this. It's terrible. (laughs) But pops out, tries to deflect Purple Haze's punch, uh, doesn't, doesn't quite succeed and doesn't really fail. Um, but he's able to stop it for a second. I, I, I got him. Oh, fuck. Fuck. I stopped his fist. Now, jam it into the mirror. Plunk. What? What? Uh, turns out, Purple Haze can fire the capsules on his fist like bullets. Of course he can. So his fist was stopped like half a foot from the wall and these two capsules just come out like plunk crack crack crick crack crick crack what what the fuck after all i did i guarded his fist pop 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 i even sacrificed my own arm to escape from the mirror pop pop And got a nice, nice punch ghost sequence. Like a li- little short one with Purple Haze. Uh, be unremarkable, except for the fact that Purple Haze punches his face off because it's melting. <laughs> oh, God, it's so gross. <laughs> yeah, he punches his face off and leaves Aluso to just, like, melt into in his clothes. Oh, God. Rest in fucking pieces. God damn. And Fugo witnesses all this. <clears throat> you think Fugo is, like, ever even a little concerned about this power that he has? Like, do you think he, like, it keeps him up at night? Like, <laughs> No, this is, this is a fucking Tuesday. This is cool. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Huh. 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 Uh, Fugo realizes that he's no longer in the mirror world. Because that Mega Man trash can says Spazatora the right way now, and his watch is not reversed and is ticking the correct direction. <clears throat> we we did it. We're outside the mirror. We beat him. His ability's been eliminated. But but Giorno, we may have beaten him, but Purple Haze's virus. It's already multiplying and circulating through your body. Now that you're infected, even I can't help you. Sizzle, 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 pop, pop, pop. Yes, Fugo, but this 
This is why things were better this way. Allowing him to escape from the mirror worked out for the best. His fate was sealed the moment he pulled me into the mirror. However, I'm happy that he refused to face the facts and escape from the mirror. And because of that, the world of the mirror was destroyed before my death and allowed me to meet this snake before I die. Hi, snake! Hey, what's up? <laughs> nice to meet you, Jorna. <laughs> ah, could it be? That snake, it's not dying. It got exposed to the virus, but it's perfectly fine. I smashed the capsule and got infected before I was pulled into the mirror, and this snake was born right there, right where that all happened. This uh, is a snake that I managed to turn into a living being from a brick. It was located where I smashed the capsule. It's a living being that doesn't get sick from the virus that covered its birthplace. Do you understand what this means? It's most fortunate that I found it once again. So, that snake has immunity. And if you use the white blood cells of a creature that's already immune, you can obtain a vaccine to stop the virus from multiplying. Oh, the immunity that takes effect from when we fall ill. Oh, is this, is this narration? <laughs> Alright, hang on. <laughs> the immunity that takes effect when we fall ill comes from internal processes that purge the disease from our bodies. However, these processes are utterly useless against infections such as that of purple haze virus. In these situations, we must induce immunity ourselves. This is done through a type of medicine called vaccines. These are acquired from other organisms that already hold immunity. Hmm. Hmm. I. Okay, this page is something, huh? Oh, God. <laughs> Gold experience. Extract the venom from the snake's blood and inject it into me. Okay. Giorno. <coughs> Giovanna. The rest of the team never understood what this newbie was thinking. No, actually, I never understood either. But he comes up with unbelievable ideas and carries them out. And there's something about his actions that let me put my trust in them. My trust in him is something that can't be expressed in mere words. Giorno. For the deeds you risked your life to accomplish. I salute you. Uh, uh, no, Fugo. I am not the one who risked my life. I was. I simply followed my pre. I simply followed my predictions. I predicted that the enemy would escape outside, and I predicted that this snake would bring me the vaccine I needed. The one who risked. Uh, yeah. Okay, Jorno. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically saying, "Ah, oh, no, fuck you, Fugo. I'm just way better than you." <laughs> yeah, he's playing thirteen-dimensional chess over here. <laughs> and he's trying to like humble brag about it. it's like no no i i just did what i anyone... just saw three steps into the future you know i just did what anyone would have in the situation and turned a brick into a snake Easy. and that's the thing because like the way gold experience works how the hell is Jorno supposed to know every little minute thing that it can do like he just has to guess <laughs> that's that's its power like, if Jorno can think it, it can do it, I guess. I don't know. And, and that's why it's the best the best stand ever, Iraqi ever made for his own writing style. <laughs> yeah, like, why did the brick turn into a snake and not, like, something else that can't uh Because, you know, Iraqi is sitting there saying, man, I really want to have this part where a brick turns into a snake. How could I pull that off? I, oh, I, wait. <laughs> gold experience. <laughs> Shit, I promised my kids I would draw a snake that was also a brick. How do 
He has much. an air horn button every time he thinks of a new power that Gold Experience has. He's just like, <laughs> slams the air horn button. Yeah, I'm great. I'm the greatest writer that's ever lived. <laughs> his editor pops his head and is like, all right, let's see where this goes. <laughs> uh, where where did you stop? <laughs> The one who risked his life, oh, that would be Abaccio. Right now, his hand must be severely wounded. He is the one who protected the key without any regard for his own life. And if he had not brought me the key, we could have not defeated the eni- enemy. Don't worry about me. See to him first, Fugo. Hoof, hoof, hoof. Abaccio bleeding behind this corner over here. Damn it, Giorno. I was gonna beat the shit out of you but my hand's not in the right condition to do that now. I'll have to save that for another day. Key obtained. Mission complete. Oh, my God. User, Aluso. (laughs) (laughs) User, Aluso. Died of illness. Stand name. Man in the mirror. To be continued. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, so that's Man in the Mirror. I love Man in the Mirror. It's stupid, and so many weird things happen in it, and it's definitely one of the most memorable, like, individual stand battles in all of Joe's for me. I don't know about you, Jack. Oh, it's... It, it's iconic in several ways that, one, it introduces us to Purple Haze. Um, it's one of the more creative battles we've seen so far, and it directly references, like, a battle from Part 3... Uh, with uh, Hanged Man, because I think Polnareff said the line, is like, there's no such thing as a mirror world. Or it <laughs> might have been Kakyoin. And then here yeah. we are, the land of death. Okay. Yep, the land of death. It, it's super fucking contrived, but like, I don't know. If you're going to get caught up in contri- contrivances, then you're not going to like part five anyways. So I already don't care. So Man in the Mirror is sick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I long since stopped giving a, a crap about worrying about the, the all the ways that this whole part just kind of like pulls the random things out of its ass to make things sort of work. But you know what? Uh, that's fine. Yeah. You want to set up the uh, the next arc so we have something to bounce off of. Yeah, we'll go into the next chapter. Yep. All right. The so fre- that it would be chapter four eighty six, the Firenze Bound Super Express Part One. <laughs> All right, here we go. Fugo with hand. Hmm, how do you get that back? Hey, Narancia, could you let me have a look at that key I got again? Ooh, let's look at this key. Sure, here, Abaccio. No, wait, don't. Plunk. Ah, fuck, throw it is what I... Wait, wait what's going on? Did no, I? Am, it... I out of, am I out of order here? No, no, yeah, throw it okay. is what I was going to say. Okay, throw it is what I was going to say, you fucking yeah, I know. Bucalati stuck my hand on the back with a zipper. Still, god damn it. Oh, yeah. is that what happened? Yeah, so we see that Abaccio's... The way this, this text bubble is written is really throwing me off it's for not some great. reason. My yeah. brain is like frying trying to read this. <laughs> yeah, they bounce around. Uh, Abaccio's hand has been zippered directly onto his wrist with, his, uh, with a zipper man's zipper. Hold on. I'm going to try this one more time. No, wait. Don't. Ah, fuck. Throw it is what I was going to say. You fucking dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Bucalati stuck. Uh, this is like, th- okay, so here's what's <laughs> wrong with this. It's like three different thoughts that 
Yeah, that are... No, no, it's like five different thoughts and three speech bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, it's probably just a weird way that a Japanese sentence structure and it probably just got turned into a mess. And just yeah, like spaghetti. Oh, yeah. Well. Anyway, what a big baby. Besides, if you're feeling pain, that means it's healing. Isn't that something you should be happy about? In 1900... Nope. A formula... What? In 1990. 1990. I can read. I can read, Jack. That's a nine. In 1900, F1 hasn't been invented yet, but it would have been cool. Oh, God. I'm dying, Jack. I I need need a a fucking ambulance. We'll get through it. In 1990, Formula One driver Alessandro Nanini got into a crash that that lopped off his right arm, but the medics took care of him right away and got him back to normal. He'll get better, right, Bucalotti? I heard his arm got shorter, though. Oh, no, that's Bucalotti. Yeah. I heard his arm got shorter, though. Yeah. You son of a... That was just half an hour ago. It doesn't matter if it heals or not. It still hurts like hell. God damn it. Okay, <sighs> so we've established a, a timeline here. Yeah. The whole man in the mirror fight happened, like, ah, 20 30 minutes, minutes ago. ago. <laughs> <sighs> 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 All this time, I thought it'd be the key to a helicopter. But we really, but will we really be safe riding a train with this? Going to the train station is going to be tough. Shimmer, shimmer as he holds this ostentatious key up to the light, and a hologram text in appears. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> I give you thanks for guarding my daughter, Bucalati. Go to the drinking fountain where the turtle is at Napoli. N- Napoli. Thank you. Napoli Station, platform is six, and use this key. Then, take my daughter to Venezia by train. P.S. Venezia, Jack. Venezia. Zia. You Italians and your fucking Z's. Venezia. P.S. Venezia. Venezia. There it is. There you go. He's got it, folks. He's got it. He's got it. P.S. Your final orders will come once you reach Venezia. This cryptic message doesn't tell us anything about what this key is for. How are we supposed to know what to look for at the station's drinking fountain? And why is the boss giving us riddles like he's some kind of video game character? (laughs) Well, yeah, but also yeah. (laughs) Like, yes, quest log. (laughs) He gave you a waypoint. Yeah. <laughs> the boss told us to get the key so that we have a way to move without getting detected by the enemy. We have no choice but to trust it. To trust this key and go to the station. Is the boss in in Venezia, according to the message? That's none of our business. We just need to follow our orders, go to the drinking fountain at platform 6, and board the train. The fastest one will be the express train to Firenze that's leaving in 10 minutes. That's the one we'll take. Mista, we're almost at the station. How's our back? No problems here. Nobody's following us for now, at least. God, I missed it. But the station's <laughs> gonna be trouble. If the enemy has the staff or hobos there under their payroll, they'll know the moment we get there. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> uh, Fugo has a moment of reflection looking at Triss. Trish, who has changed her look once again into the iconic uh, math skirt. 
that her hair still isn't her hair still weird <laughs> yeah her hair is still kind of like bird hair like i'm into it yeah. it's cool <laughs> <clears throat> the boss's daughter trish how is she feeling about her life being threatened over a father she's never met in her life she might not be showing any emotion but and is she even a stand user in the first place she doesn't have that sort of aura to her at all Oh, I see how it is, Fuku. <laughs> You're checking out her goods, too. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. I've been doing the same thing this whole time. Huh? I really like that those are thought bubbles. Like, he's just, he's grabbing Fugo <laughs> and not actually saying anything. He's this, just thinking it. <laughs> this is such an ugly face, Mr. Pulling here. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, God. And they're just, they're just staring at Trish's chest because they're a couple, they're, like, they're teenagers, right? They're both yeah. teenagers. God. It's hard to remember, but yes, they are all teenagers, <laughs> except for Abaccio. Yeah, Abaccio is 20. One. Yeah. <laughs> a 20-year-old has already been a police officer, became corrupt, <laughs> had his, got his partner killed by a pimp, and is now a, a, like a decently high-ranking member of the Mafia. I, I'm 20 years old. <laughs> I'd like to think that all of those events happened in the same day. <laughs> like he took the money like uh went to a robbery that the pimp was at his partner got killed like all of this was just uh, abaccio's like very bad no good <laughs> terrible day yeah because like when you read the backstory it, it seems like he, uh, after his partner got killed he went into like exile he like exiled himself basically like how old was he when he was a cop <laughs> i don't man 19 <laughs> you'd be 19 wherever abaccio's from i guess but yeah so trisha's shirt isn't on all the way and this yeah. has mista and fugo in a bit of a tizzy yeah i love how it, it implies there's a kind of glow coming from her like the uh the briefcase in pulp fiction this they open it, yeah. it's like the light on their <laughs> eyes like they've seen something like holy <laughs> they've seen something holy <laughs> <laughs> wow it's actually this is actually this is really funny <laughs> it's really funny uh, <clears throat> wow dude is that fugo saying dude is the best Jesus. is that a nipple fugo is that one of those mister is that a titty <laughs> jesus <laughs> Oh, God. this is some serious shit, Fuga. You can't just stare at her like that. That's the boss's daughter. She goes and tells me, tells him, Fuga was undressing me with him, me with his eyes, or Fuga was invading my privacy. Once our mission's over, huh? Yeah, you're getting this. What are you? <clears throat> Fucking. These are two voices that are very hard to switch between. <laughs> what are you saying? I never. It's only because you said. We're here. Thump. As uh, the van. I, I'm, I would love to imagine they're in like a $300 Chevy Astro van right now. Um, <laughs> as it breaks suddenly. And Fugo is thrust into Trish's chest. Just like my Japanese animes. When it comes to cars in Italy. I've always noticed that it's either some kind of sports car. Or like the equivalent of like a fucking Geo Metro. Like... <laughs> <laughs> there's no in between you got no. you got you either have like Ferrari? a beamer or like another car 
like I a lot of people drive Beamers around there. They love their Beamers. Really? Yeah. That's, they're so big and the roads are so small. I, I'm sure that's why. I'm sure they do that on purpose. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, uh, oh yeah, Misty's here. Ah, please show Fugo some mercy. He didn't mean you any harm. Sure, he may have used that sudden stop as an excuse to check out your titties. I feel you up a little, but that was just a passing urge, that's all. Please, don't tell the boss. <laughs> Fantastic. And Trish is just like looking at him like, what the fuck are you talking what about? What did I get myself into? I want to go home. Where is home? <laughs> hey, stop it. I just slipped, that's all. Honest. You're just making things worse. Naples Station. Interior. Oh, okay. I was just looking at the Italian on the, uh, the page here. Uh, Florence. Oh, yeah. So this is the this is the the train station. So this is uh oh, this, this is, is the, the level. Yeah, this is the stage. I think it's pretty sure it's a stage in All Star Battle. I know for a fact it's a stage in Eyes of Heaven. Yeah, it, it's definitely yeah. That this has got to be it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Florence bound, departing at four thirty-five p.m. from Platform Six. It's. It's 1631, you know what that means. Train's about to depart. Uh-huh. Uh, 24 hour see- clocks can kiss my fucking ass. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> I hate them so much. Because then, no matter how simple they are, and no matter how much it, technically easier to understand they are than, than our clock, I still hate them. They still make my head hurt. <laughs> uh, we see a couple of, a couple of pairs of ominous boots. Uh, as we pull up the platform six and zoom in on Giorno playing in this little drinking fountain over here uh, where a turtle is just chilling. Cut to these two boys here. Um, all right. Uh, I, I want to do I want to do the younger brother if you want to do the older brother. Sure. All right. Ha. That's Bucalati. He's really here at the drinking fountain next to the front car. Looks like the rest of his team and the daughter are on board. In car one, maybe? Uh, man, these speech bubbles. Shit, I can't believe this. He came inside the station with his entire team. I'll kill him. Oh, yeah. I'll kill him. He's at the station. But is it because he's already been chased to his wit's end? Or because there's something that gives him confidence that he'll be able to evade our pursuit? Which is it? Doesn't matter. I'll kill him either way. This is revenge for Formaggio and Aluso of the Mirror. Aluso of the Mirror? Do you think Aluso, like, was... tells people to call him that? <laughs> he has business cards that's like, hi, I'm Aluso. Aluso of the Mirror. <laughs> this is. Hey, yeah. could you shut up already? Talking about killing this and killing that. What's the big idea, huh? We don't use those words in our world. Those words are for dogs to use. (laughs) We don't mean to say, I'll kill you. Because by the moment those words come into our minds, our targets are already dead. And the deed's done. That's why we don't need it. Pesci, you're gonna be like this, right? If you're part of our crew, well... You get what I'm saying, do you? Yeah, I gotcha, fruh. 
But you can say, I've... God damn it, these text bumps. Oh, wait, is this is this, this guy? Okay. Yeah, this, fuck. Oh, editor's note, fra is short for fratello, which means brother, right? Fratello. So instead of saying bruh, he's saying fra. Great. Great. <laughs> they could have just translated it bro and been fine. Whatever. Keep going. Yeah, whatever. But you can say, I've killed them all you want. I'll stay out of here and approach them from the platform. Pesci, you go on ahead. You go on ahead to the car. Uh, car? Sorry. Yeah. I, to the car I from the inside now. Pesci, you get on ahead to car one from the inside. There. We'll catch them in a pincer attack. And since we have, since we want the daughter alive, I'd prefer to end this before the train gets off. That way, we won't have to buy tickets. <laughs> They're thrifty. <laughs> That's so good. I forgot this detail completely. That these two, like, jag-offs were trying to do this so they didn't have to pay fare. Oh, God. Uh, we're at the drinking fountain. We see this turtle. Bukalati is staring very intently at this turtle and is going to use this key on the little door here. We can already see that the turtle has some sort of strange imprint in his back on the top of his shell. What does that mean? What's that for? Bukalati, the train is about to depart. I suggest you get on board. I know that, Bukalati said sweatily. sweatily. <laughs> Shorno, you go on ahead and guard Trish. Is anything the matter? I thought all we had to do was use the key and take whatever's inside. The drinking fountain at the platform. This is the only one, right? There's no other keyhole at this drinking fountain. Right, Jorno? We got the wrong place. This isn't it. This isn't the right keyhole. Clink, clink, clink. The key's not going in. This key won't even go in, Jorno. Not that it makes any difference. This thing was never even locked. It's just a water valve. Okay, Bruno's losing his losing his mind for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he's so upset about it. Bruno this. just went all manic out of nowhere. What yeah, he, he is very worried about this whole thing. <laughs> What's about the lock on the fire hydrant? I already tried that. It won't work. The lock isn't even the right shape. It's not here. There's no lock or door that fits this key. It's not at, the, it's not at this drinking fountain. What am I supposed to open and obtain with this key? Tap, 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 tap. Bukalati, shall we wait for the next train? There's a train heading for Rome in 15 minutes. We can't. The enemy most likely knows that we're here. They'll be coming to this platform any second now, and we don't have any time to waste. Railway 6, the drinking fountain with the turtle. I know we got the right spot. Damn it, what the hell? The turtle. Huh? Huh? The turtle. Could it be? We see the imprint in the turtle shell once more. It's the same shape, just the hexagon on this turtle shell. This key wasn't meant for a keyhole. It was meant for this shell. I don't get why, but the key itself fits in the shell. Clink. It's in. Shloop. <laughs> what, what is this turtle? I'm seeking in. Could this turtle be a stand user? Dun, 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 dun. Dun. And that's where we'll leave it today. Yeah. Uh, well, and now, before Batoto bites the dust, 
Ah, ah, kill me. Um, we're able to get at the last couple Iraqi bits, just like kind of scraping the spoon at the bottom of the bowl. <laughs> Iraqi did two stories in this anthology called The Lives of Eccentrics, which is uh, based on like fictional autobiography biographical stories about different people like there's a tesla one here there's a two-parter about ty cobb um but the two that he did one is called the winchester mystery house and the other is about typhoid mary but this week who is typhoid mary again it seems familiar oh she's the one that gave a bunch of people typhoid Uh, Captain Dumbass over here. All right, it's, yeah. No, she was a carrier for typhus, typhoid, um, so she didn't exhibit symptoms, but she, like, everyone she came into contact with died. But she was immune to it, I guess. Car- she didn't die. Carriers are not symptomatic, typically, but that doesn't mean the virus isn't, like, having a good time in there. So, yeah. Eh, microbiology is weird. It's it's I, all I love I love Michael Biology. I love Mr. Biology Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um so, so Win- we're we're gonna do the uh which one are we doing, Jack? Winchester Guest House, chapter five, story four. Okay. Narrate away, Jack. This is already some very pretty art from our, our boy Iraqi. Yeah, this is like full color so far very detailed this looks like uh late part six early part seven era Mm. just about in 1906 april 18th a major earthquake of magnitude 7.8 struck the city of san francisco and according to the records was god damn all right i guess this isn't a very good translation (laughs) no san francisco is one word uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and according to the records was sarah winchester who remained trapped in her own bedroom for several hours trapped under five to seven wooden pillars how many we'll never know <laughs> stuck under the collapsed roof all the, and the furniture blocked all routes of escaping moreover the house she lived in was a huge mansion that was almost like a maze even if she yelled for help nobody could have hurt her all right this is based on a true story <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so she's trapped in this burning building and then all of a sudden she sees this weird handprint yeah weird handprint i was trying to figure out what these white things were uh but these are like breath bubbles um and it's the kind of for it's very yeah. strange um and we have these weird handprints that are coming towards her on these beams <clears throat> all right now we're black and white we see, it's almost weird seeing Iraqi art in black and white at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like a little whiplash, whatever. Yeah. Um, so we Should see. Should I? Uh, I'll oh. read this. I'll read this guy. Oh, you'll read uh, fancy not Dio here. Yeah. Nineteen. <laughs> see if I could do my best. Nineteen oh six Silicon Valley. Oh asshole. please, please do Mark Zucker- <laughs> Zuckerberg from the nineteen hundreds. <laughs> 
Understand, the missus will not blame you for anything. She will not fire you or refuse to pay your salaries. She simply wishes to understand certain peculiar events that happened. I just know that whose handprint, I just want to know whose handprint on that wine cellar over there belongs to. And I want to show you my latest app. And it'll, my new app will tell you all about what this handprint does. Let me tell you about Club W. <laughs> Um, so there's this man he looks like Dio from part 6 if he had long hair um, talking to a bunch of workers who seem like they have a lot uh, way better things to do while this handprint just looks on from this beam alright and what's that stench how could paint smell this badly as I'm assuming Mrs. Winchester uh, comes up behind uh, Fancy Man. With now the... won't someone explain the handprint? The missus urges you not to waste your time. Sir, we really don't know anything about it. I mean, just compare our hand sizes to the handprint. And something's not quite right about this handprint. Normally, if one were handling the wine cellar, the handprint should be facing the other way. It's as if the joints were twisted. You're all fired get out what this isn't about the handprint you just saw the missus didn't you you saw right you saw you just saw her face hidden underneath the veil right that's the reason why you're fired it's because the missus forbids you to gaze at her face this was even part of the contracts you all signed and also you didn't really live up to the sort of like hip happy corporate culture I wanted to have in this office. You didn't use my beanbag chairs. You didn't use... <laughs> you didn't play Wii Tennis with me on the roof. Jesus. Get out now. <laughs> you didn't participate in the company-wide rideshare program. <laughs> Get out. I love this. I love this so much already. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, here you go. <laughs> in any case, get out of here and call in the workers standing outside and get rid of that handprint. Not just the handprint, James. Destroy this entire room. This wine cellar, the walls, all of it. I want this room to be destroyed and a new room to be built to replace it. Besides, I don't drink wine. I'm just crazy. <laughs> Understood, ma'am. Get to work, men. Destroy this wine cellar. <laughs> God. I love this. So we already have a bit of a very eccentric uh, lady here, Miss Winchester. Uh, and all these workers just staring at this handprint. And they look at the ground, like, in the vicinity of the handprint. And boy, that's a bunch of dead flies, bees, like, all of them. Um, I don't like it at all. No, just right in the radius surrounding this handprint. Very spooky. Very spooky. The hell's with this smell? Smells like something's rotten. Is there some gas leaking around here? Huh? What? Huh? What is this? A fly? It's been cut in half. And it seems like the stench is coming from it. And there is indeed a fly cut in half on the same wall that this handprint is on. Oh. I don't like this next page, Jack. Oh, God. 
I don't like it one bit. Oh, this is terrible, actually. This is genuinely, genuinely revolting. So yep. what happens as this poor man touches the wall that the handprint is on? The handprint becomes flies, made of flies, reaches out from the wall it's on and grabs this man's face. And now there's nails in his... Oh, I hate this. Mm-hmm. Yeah! Huh? What? The wine cellar collapsed on a worker. It's an emergency. Oh, man, this guy's face is all kinds of messed up. Because, yeah, there are, like, bits of wood sticking out of it. There's a nail. Oh, not good at all. Smash, 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 smash. Uh, broom noises. <laughs> broom noises. Uh, the owner of this mansion that was still in construction was... Sarah Winchester, but this was not a house that was recently built. I, I like as uh, this trash man is taking away the trash on the horse. Like I know the bag says uh, refuse, but it, like refus is a really funny word. <laughs> refus. All right, I got a big bag of refus here. The refus <laughs> man comes on by. Oh, more expos. All right. <clears throat> It was a mansion that had been under continuous construction for 22 years. A house where the sounds of hammering could be heard whether it was noon or midnight. The owner of this house, Sarah Winchester, was the widow to William Winchester of the famous Winchester Repeating Arms Company. As the heiress to the company, she left business matters to others and lived a life in which she earned $1,000 a day, equivalent to 30 grand today. She spent that money on the construction of this mansion, despite living just by herself. When Sarah Pardee was 22, she married William Winchester. Oh, we're getting some backstory here. Mm -hmm. Born to one of Connecticut's wealthiest families, she was very well educated. She became acquainted with William Winchester, who was handsome and talented in music. At, a, at 148 centimeters, the petite and beautiful Sarah was loved by everyone and had a happy marriage. But that happiness wasn't that happiness would not last for long. In 1866, she gave birth to Annie Pardee Winchester. But within just one month of giving birth, after giving birth, the baby girl passed away. How long will this emptiness in my heart last? Uh, Let us wait for a second child. Her husband William kindly answered so. But even her husband soon passed away in 1881 to tuberculosis. Whoops. Oh. And one year after William's death, his father, Oliver Winchester, owner of the Winchester... God damn it. This is like Doug Dimitone, owner of Doug Dimitone. Oliver Winchester, owner of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, passed away as well. After losing both her husband and daughter, Sarah then lost her parents too. Just like knocking them down. Although her late husband's company grew even larger, Sarah's family grew smaller and smaller until she was all alone. Everyone is gone. I have no more hope. There is only nothingness left in my heart. I can no longer feel anything. I'm at my limit. I can't even cry anymore. Oh, you want to do this, uh, this, this person here? Give me, give oh, me your oh, best, oh, yeah. give me your best whatever. Hmm, you, the lady over there. You should stop thinking strange thoughts like committing suicide. That's what you want to 
that's what you want to do. No, that, that's what they want you to do, which is oh, even that's creepier. what they want you to do. Hmm? Oh, God. We zoom in on this lady. She is terrifying. She's got some tarot <laughs> cards, too. Mm. Are you speaking to me? Hmm, I apologize if I've offended you. It's just my intuition. I'm much more sensitive to the other world than normal people. Oh, I'm It is part of my job, after all. The other world? Oh, here comes James. Here's James popping out of the corner. <laughs> Did something happen, milady? Did the old lady say anything rude? Did she say anything about my app? Five stars. On Did Google she Play. check out my new think tank? <laughs> Did she, is she a member of my makerspace? <laughs> so does she want to hear my new idea for shared work environments? <laughs> we could do this all day. <laughs> no, it's all right, James. Please go inside the carriage first. We'll be leaving soon. When you said suicide, did you mean that I would commit suicide? Yeah, this... Oh, this is the lady. Yeah. Well, if you really must, then perhaps it's for the better. Jesus Christ. But <laughs> there are many vengeful spirits who deny your freedom to love, and because of that, you will never be able to meet your loved ones in the afterlife. You best keep that in mind. Oh, shit. Are you trying to make me feel uneasy so you can con some money? Is that your intention? I am no trickster, nor con artist, nor this is some scam where I previously researched your personal history beforehand. If you do not believe me, you are free to ignore me and return home, but that won't change the fact that my prediction may come true. You are tied down by an unavoidable fate. If you ever Ooh. have enough time and money, you should build a beautiful house at the end at the uh, at the land where West ends, and you must keep on building that house night and day, never stopping. Wait a minute! Just what are you going on about? When people die, they become spirits or ghosts. Some of them are pure, noble spirits, but some are vengeful spirits that refuse to let go of their hate. Those vengeful ones are conspiring against you now. You, they will never allow you to meet your deceased loved ones you've lost in the afterlife. You must prevent them from entering your house and finding you. That is why you must build an enormous maze-like house to confuse them. Sick. You must not be found by them or you will be killed. Or you will be killed. Uh, yeah, this is the last ones too. And you must never show anyone your face again, or else you will endanger those around you as well. Okay, so this is still a flashback. This is this yeah, is why yeah. she hides her face. This is why she hides her face. This is why she's building a nonsense house to nowhere. Uh, do this expose and we'll call it. <clears throat> Alright. 1861. Abraham Lincoln becomes the President of the United States. The South, depending on slaves to sustain its agricultural businesses decides to secede from the North when slavery was banned. This was known as the American Civil War. During this war, one thing that led the North to victory was the repeating lever-action rifle. Rifles before it had to be reloaded manually with each shot. Pulling the lever will load a new round into the chamber of the barrel. When Benjamin Tyler Henry invented the Henry rifle, the first ever repeating rifle which allowed for easy reloading, Oliver Winchester hired him to improve upon this design to create a rifle that would that could fire 13 continuous shots 
And thus, the gun that won the West, the Winchester rifle, was born. The rifle that both protected and tore people apart. Sarah believed the fortune teller's warnings. Oh, oh ghost! But yeah, we will finish this story about a lady at her crazy house, which is very true. Like, like Miss Winchester was a person, and she built a crazy house. Oh, that is a true story, and I, I guess she's a descendant of the guy that made this gun so there's a lot of p- ghosts that are mad at her like no she married william winchester owner of the winchester repeating arts company don't forget about it um and be and like inherited his ghosts i guess oh oliver winchester was her dead husband's dad who's yes. also dead yes okay so she married into the gun family she married into the ghost gun family <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, this is pretty cool so far. I'm glad we checked this out. Yeah, the art's neat. Like, the story is actually pretty compelling, honestly. Yeah, you should look up the Winchester House. It's it's real. It's a place you can go to. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, but that'll do it for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed us finishing up a delightful arc of uh, Golden Wind, and then getting into the last bits of bits of uh, Iraqi things we can scrape, like. On this date, probably the day you're listening to this, uh, Batoto will be dead. Because <laughs> the, yeah. the 18th was the hard stop that the guy said. Uh, Mr. Batoto, of course. So we will dig the scans of this out from God knows. but Somewhere. Maybe I'm just going to go through and save every page. Maybe I'm really going to do that. Who knows? Eh, <laughs> maybe. We'll see. I don't really want to do that. I mean, it's pretty easy. I can start doing it. Yeah, I can save it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this one. Uh, but anyway, guys, thank you for listening to us week after week. You can find us, as always, on iTunes and Google Play. Like, comment, give us a, give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. If we're doing a pretty good show, if I do say so myself. Five-star right? ratings are cool. I like to see them. I or love to give see us- them. Give us a one-star rating. I don't care. Be honest. <laughs> yeah, be honest. I don't, I don't want no bullshit. You yeah, know? we're all about honesty here on What a Beautiful Podcast. <laughs> all, you can always find the all of our tracks, all of the delightful thumbnails Andy picks out week after week on our SoundCloud. And if you have anything to say to us, you can email it to us at whatabeautifulpodcast at gmail.com or talk to us on Twitter at jojo underscore cast. Did I get it right this time, Andy? I think I did. JoJo underscore cast. That is our Twitter account. Yell at us on Twitter. You know we love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Later, friends.